Welcome in everyone. Mad Talk Sports episode 41 for the very first time. We have a quattro here, almost a full O-line. Thank you everyone for joining here today. Yeah. Thanks for having us, Joe. Almost a full O-line. Almost. <laughs> Thanks for having us, Joe. Center. Uh, I can't snap a football. That is I'm aware. Me, so. <laughs> we don't have a center. <laughs> we know. <laughs> I'm a center, actually. I played center for the Cougars. You are a center, or you had to play because no one else could. I had to. I had to play. I did fairly well, <laughs> but I had to. I did very well. Nobody, so grows, that nobody grows up wanting to be a center. Maybe they do. I don't know. No, I don't do. know. Maybe, maybe Kelsey did. I was gonna say he was a fullback before. That's true. Always wearing the odd numbers, but. Contrary to other sports talks, we will not be talking about the Kelsey's, you know, and Taylor Swift for this entire episode. Actually, a lot of today's episode is going to be me kind of having to wear some of my takes from last week and take a loser lap. Last week, I took a couple of victories laps. This year, I'll take a loser lap or this week, I'll take one there. Uh, this year, dude. This year, maybe with the with the way the Packers have started out here, but we will get to that. We've got an AJ Dillon supporter here with Connor in part two. So we feel good about that. (laughs) I'm not alone on that aspect, but all things serious, we will go through our week five recap before we do our actual medalists. Again, a couple of specific topics, a returning game in mystery madness. And lastly, of course, we're going to make all of our picks for next week. Make sure you choose right so that you actually make money. I did not make anyone any money last week. (laughs) But right starting off there with, again, me having to wear it. First things first, last episode, we spent about 40 minutes talking about the Niners, specifically Brock Purdy, who was excellent. And the 49ers absolutely kicked the crap out of my my NFC pick in the Cowboys. So take your victory lap, Kyle, if you want to start. You still don't think uh, Brock Purdy's good, Joe? You still think he's a bad quarterback? He was excellent, and I will be getting to him later. And he did make some throws that I was actually like, you know, previous weeks were the ones I was asking for. So he absolutely played a great a great game. I'm not going to move the goalpost as far as saying like, oh, you know, it's because the Cowboys stink or anything like that. Like, I believe in the Cowboys. So him doing that to a defense that is at least very good is very impressive. I am not ready to like vault him into the top 10 or anything like when we say that. Right. And I'm, I'm willing to admit one, one thing. He is better than Jimmy G was for the, yes, I'm willing to admit. That's all we wanted you to say last week. (laughs) Exactly. Good. I will admit that because another week of Jimmy G looking bad and another, you know, he's obviously not great, but Brock Purdy looks better than even Jimmy G did with the Niners because he doesn't he hasn't been making any mistakes really so that's you know credit to him I still don't think he's special but that wasn't necessarily the entirety of the argument so I'm giving him his flowers there if you will but specifically the game like I personally feel like it was over when it was 14-0 like that game was over oh yeah I I fell asleep in the third quarter so it was just a boring game you know the 49ers dominated them yeah I think they looked like they were in a completely different class, in my opinion, the 49ers in that game at least. 
you know, I don't think it was necessarily as bad as the score uh, looked, but uh, I think you're right. As soon as the Niners went up by two scores, I just didn't see the Cowboys offense just didn't, they couldn't keep up. Yeah. I think the Cowboys are just nowhere near the 49 Niners level, especially as like a complete team. Maybe their defenses are kind of, you know, on near the same level, but their offenses seem so far apart right now. Yeah, that's fair. And And the Niners are just better coached. Better coached. I I think they've. I agree with that. And the Niners look like the very best team in football right now. Like, I think that goes without question. However, we are still not even halfway through October. So this doesn't mean that the story's been written for the season. Like I'm sure the Niners wish that the playoffs started now because if they did, no one else is ready for them. But it's a long season. I think in the grand scheme of things, I think it's good for the Cowboys to have gotten their gotten their ass kicked in this game, to have no excuses. Because if they had lost on like a close game where they're like, oh, you're a drive away, you're a play away, then you're not going to make any changes. You're going to go back into San Fran in the playoffs and lose to them for the third year in a row. Dallas matches up well against other teams in the NFC, but not the Niners. I don't think the sky is falling for the Cowboys. They got stuff to figure out, but there's enough time to where I think they will be able to and at least be viable. Yeah, no doubt. I think, I mean, in some ways, I think you can almost look at it as a good thing for the Cowboys to get humbled a little bit and, to just show how much work they have to do before the playoffs start for sure, you know, and kind of measure up to those uh, NFC teams before, you know, before it's winter go home time. Right. Do you see what Michael Parsons said? No. What do you say? He said like, he was pissed that George Kittle had that fuck Dallas shirt on. So he was like, you just made it personal and next time we're coming for you or whatever. And then Debo was like, Debo was like, you weren't, you guys, I'm not even worried about you, basically. <laughs> Ooh, that's dangerous. Why would they, why would they though, after beating them that bad? Like, I would feel the same way, yeah, you know? I'd be like, these guys yeah. are a joke compared to us. Especially like, you know, saying, oh, next time we've got you, like. I think, uh, yeah, I think. Actually getting completely that, destroyed. They've got their eyes set on the Eagles, in my opinion, from what I from what I understand. You know, that's they play like week like twelve, I think. Yep. That'll yep. be a good one. I'm excited for that one. The elbow revenge game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do think it's dangerous for the Niners to overlook anyone. I think that's you know, that that goes across the league. Anyone overlooking anyone is a dangerous, you know, a dangerous thought. So, you know, obviously when, you know, push comes to shove and it's actually crunch time, I, I fully expect the Niners to come with their A game as they've proven time and time again that that's what they do. Historically, they're, they've only had a few Achilles heels. It's injury, which they seem to be one of those teams that typically has that or at least every other year. It's been Jimmy G, and sometimes those are concurrent. And then last has been just like, you know, in the Super Bowl, for instance, uh, Kyle Shanahan, like with a lead meltdown. Like those are the only things that we've really seen stop the Niners. I don't know if you could say you've ever seen anyone just straight up, head up, both bring their A game and they just get outclassed. Like, I don't think we've really seen that, at least not in meaningful games. Uh, I feel like the Rams 
NFC Championship a few years ago. They were pretty healthy, and they just got beat. They did, but that's a game to where, like, I personally feel like the Niners should have won that game. Like, if they just – if uh, Jaquaski, if he just catches that pick over the middle, that would have been, you know, kind of a game sealer. People forget about that. Obviously, history's written by the victors, but – I personally felt like they outplayed the Rams that game. Not to live in the yeah, past for too long. I didn't remember yeah, too much about that game, but I feel like they're pretty evenly matched that year. Oh, for sure. Definitely very it was, even. It was that wide open pick that hit him right in the hands and he dropped yeah. it. And, that was yeah. brutal. And that's often brutal for, for teams in those close games. Like that's just that's just the way it goes. A game that was not close was uh, another debate we had where I was the, I was the, the impassionate Bill Belichick defender. And he proceeded to have the worst home loss of his career. And for the Patriots, since I think 1970. So ouch. And something that you said also last week, I believe was that the saints offense is not good. Yep, I did say that. that. You did. They looked pretty good. They had the best offensive game of their season, but until that point, they had not been good. They hadn't. No, I know, but what I'm saying is the Patriots let a bad offense look good. Yeah, and maybe it's because Judon and Christian Gonzalez, their two best defenders, are done for the season. That's part of it, maybe. But either way, the Saints, they looked good. And to be fair – the Patriots, specifically Mac Jones, basically gave them a free like fourteen points. Duh, Mac Jones, Jesus, McCorkle, McCorkle. Bill Belichick has had his worst two defeats the past two weeks, and he's been outscored seventy-two to three. Yep, seventy-two to three. I thought he was, you know, supposed to be some genius still, but it seems like he's just a bad coach. <laughs> I think I, we talked about it a little bit last time I was on, but I think. You know, uh, Joe had mentioned that, you know, this Patriots team maybe 10 years ago probably would have been a playoff team or a contender, but the game has changed. It's a different, you know, it's a different NFL than what it used to be. And I don't know how much of it is that or how much of it is, you know, the Patriots players or talent or what, but uh, they just, they look, they look like a relic. They look like something of the past. Like they just don't look up to date like the other NFL teams, you know, I I don't know if it's what it is, but. Yeah, that's kind of what I was saying last week. You know, it just looks like they're trying to play a 2010 offense in 2023 and 2010 game in general. I mean, yeah, no, and it's just, it's not working for them. I mean, yeah, their talent is it's Awful. very, 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 very bad. But you know, I mean, it's you know, Ramondre Stevenson's a really good running back. Right. I mean, and we've like, seen, he had eight yeah, carries, seen it work you know? in spurts, you know, and in, in small, you know, sample sizes here and there, but it just, they haven't seemed to put anything together recently. Right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It doesn't also, help. Belichick is their GM. So he's also responsible for having such poor talent on that team. Yeah. He stinks as a GM right now. Yeah. <laughs> At least the past like five years. Like the only position I think they're good at on offense right now is tight end with Hunter Henry and Gusecki. Yeah, but it was expensive to be good there. Yeah. And I think Gusecki's only a one-year deal, though. Last year, or last week. So, Henry had nothing. I don't think Henry had, yeah, he had none. I know. Hurt me in fantasy. Connor beat me. 
Or that was different. <laughs> but yeah, they they look bad. I still stand by believing that Belichick's defenses are still uh, up until this game. You know his well. No, the last no, two no, now. no. Not just this game. Game the last <laughs> two. The last two games now. My apologies. I do still think that the defense has something. I do still think he can coach from that standpoint, but. I think it's further proven the other side of my point, the fact that as a GM, he's done absolutely an awful job. And I don't want to go back and rewrite history. I think he still gets all of the credit that he originally earned. Like, I'm not going to take any of that away. Nothing will be able to make me want to do that. I'm going to really stick to what I said last week as far as like, I don't think that the game has passed him by from a defensive mind standpoint. They have been bad in – situation situational football this year that's objective i don't necessarily think that's the rule i think this might be the exception in his overall tenure like even these past few years they haven't been good but they've been winning more than the talent suggests or that the talent really allows them to i still i still think if they made this a seven and ten season which right now looks like a stretch if they did that that would be an achievement for this level of talent yeah, no, I, I, I would agree with that in some ways that, you know, this team, I think if, if there was another coach, I'm not sure that they would do much better with uh, what they're given. Um, but I think that's part of why it's so surprising to see them get their butts kicked is because we're not really used to that out of the Patriots and we haven't seen right. them, you know, get stomped on like that, you know, for his entire career. And I think, yeah, like there, it was the record, you know, worst home loss he's ever had. So I think it's part of it is so shocking to see, you know, the Patriots on that end of it. Um, I think that could be part of it, you know, so. Do you think I'm Mac happy. Jones is their quarterback next year? No. I don't think so. I mean, he doesn't deserve it. Now, if <laughs> if he is, then that would just be – that would yeah. I'm, I'm interested what direction they, they're going to take this team. You know, I don't, I'm not sure exactly what their identity is, especially on the offensive side of the ball right now. It seemed like – Boring three points. Right. <laughs> well, it seemed like they wanted to do this double tight end. You know, everybody was talking about Gronk and Aaron Hernandez. And I, it was outrageous I, to begin you know, with. It's a wild comparison when you're talking about Mike Gusecki and Hunter Henry. You know, I, I hey. never really believed in that. But, but Gusecki is the, the, uh, the gritty king. The gritty champion. Yeah. Did you? I don't know. Drake? Did you guys see that uh, Robert Kraft was open to firing Belichick? I feel like it's more likely they trade him than fire him. I agree with that. Yeah. See him. Just because he did so much for that team. That'd be insane if Belichick got fired. Chargers coach next year. It's going to be him. Hey, that's what I said last week. Yeah, no, I don't Joe's remember that. I, that that's happens. my own original take. Oh, my takes are just forgotten <laughs> when they're correct or when they're, you know, something we like. But when it's uh, when it's incorrect or when it has a bad week or a bad look, then it's it's pile. Yeah, we gotta on. do twenty minutes on it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you were patting your back all for the first hour last week, Joe. Oh yeah, <laughs> and that's why I had no problem coming on here and you know wearing all and of my spending... incorrectness. Which I'm not saying I'm incorrect on everything, but bad week, bad look. 20 minutes on good Joe Joe takes, three minutes on bad Joe takes. 
<laughs> We're at the 15 minute mark right now, and we still got a bad take to go, my friends. We got the Packers up next. Again, we've got an AJ Dillon supporter here, but it was not a good look for the Packers. And I'll just have to raise one up in my cheese head uh, poster. Dude, Joe, can you tell me <laughs> why <laughs> on earth Preston Smith was guarding Devontae Adams on third down on a route? This isn't the first time he's yeah, guarded Justin Jefferson. It's happened multiple <laughs> times. Yeah. Yeah, on sure. a third down. Like yes. third and like eight. Now <laughs> How could they bring Joe Barry back again this season? He's so bad. He's always been bad. So he follows this trend to where Packers defense, at least you know, in the two years that we've seen of Joe Barry, starts trash. But then as the year goes on, they get a little bit better. And eventually they start to listen to the players or whatnot. They start to man up. They let Jair follow the best receivers, so on and so forth. And then in the game, the final game of the season, if you think back to the Niners playoffs, Packers lose – what was it? 13 to 10 defense gave up zero touchdowns. So it's like, Oh, Hey, look where we ended last year. We lose to the lions. What was that? 20 to 16, 20 points. Like we gotta be able to win that game. Defense was fine. So like, he's not the problem. So we keep him around another year, even though we have a 17 game sample size each season that he has like the, his schematics are at the level of a high school defensive coordinator. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, Hearns could outcoach him. I agree. <laughs> Hearns would get. But yeah, it, it definitely. Well, I do want to make the point that this game, I, I don't put it all on the defense. You know, I no, think they give 17 points. You know, I think the offense absolutely was responsible for this one. Yeah. Um, but it does make us forget a little bit about how bad Joe Barry has been and how much talent this defense has and just how soft they look compared to other NFL defenses that don't have nearly the amount of draft investment that they have on that defense. You know, I mean, give them, you know, uh, I think Devondre Campbell was out. Um, yeah. No Eric Stokes. But, you know, that being said, you know, every team is without people. And, they're, you know, it seems like they're just getting bullied every single game. And, you know, I'm not – I don't know. I'm not an NFL coach, but it seems like what they're doing isn't working. So, you know, <laughs> something else I think needs to be – I You know – when we did our picks last week, all three of us just brushed past it. We were like, Packers, Raiders suck, like, next topic. And you go and you lose that game. Oh, yeah. That's just. I, th- I think it shows how really important Aaron Jones has been to the, your guys' offense all these oh, yeah. years. And he's Absolutely. always kind of overlooked as one of the top running backs in the league. That's a great take. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, That's AJ Dillon, like, he. He had some good runs, but it felt like every time you guys needed three <laughs> yards, he was just getting stopped at the line of scrimmage. So the A.J. Dillon thing. I mean, it, it is a little peculiar, um, you know, what exactly, you know, they had the idea in mind that he was going to be this, you know, bruiser and this guy that you had later on in the season. I don't think he was ever supposed to be, you know, a lead back. He was never supposed to be the focus point of, of the offense. And, you know, it's weird to say that he was the one bright spot on this offense, uh, uh, you know, in that game, you know, the offensive line looked absolutely horrible um, and they have looked horrible for yep. the past few games. And I mean, I got to give, got to give credit to Mad Max Crosby he went crazy, you know, had an awesome game. Um, but that being said, I mean, it, you know, it, it's tough. It's just, you can't get bullied like that. 
right to do anything on offense and that's the key word bullied because you said that talking about the defense that goes both ways this is not a physical football team and that's concerning sure we looked physical against the bears but since then we've gotten out out muscled by the falcons out muscled by the saints out muscled by the lions for sure and the raiders that is where it's like we got to take it up a notch we're starting these games so slow it takes the offense forever to figure out something I don't know if it's a lack of preparation I don't know if they're practicing too soft now I will say season's not over it's obviously again October 11th right now as we speak there's a lot of ball game left we're about a third of the way through not even and there's a young team we know there's growing pain so the season's not over that's not what I'm saying but we have serious issues we need to address this year and beyond being a more physical team being a more prepared team and having more attention to detail because we are lacking all of that. I have a question for you two Packers fans. Sure. If the if say they win five or six games this year, do you think the floor is still the coach next year? I think it's yeah. gonna take more than one year for yeah, I think I think you know one mediocre season isn't gonna last year is pretty mediocre too. Oh, for sure. Sure. Yeah, I mean I just think that he's he did so much winning in his time there, you know, as a coach early on that it's going to take it's going to take significant amounts of losing, I think, for them to fire him. But we also have to remember it is Green Bay. There's you know there's not a very high threshold for for losers, you know, and so yeah, McCarthy got fired after like an eight win season his last year, <laughs> didn't he? Uh, I think, no, 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 no. It wasn't no, eight no. wins. No, 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 no. So it was. I was at McCarthy's final Packers game. It was during season. We played yeah, the Cardinals was, he got with fired Josh Rosen. Yes. Josh Rosen Cardinals in Lambeau. The same Josh Rosen Cardinals that went on to have the number one pick and take Kyler Murray. We lost. We lost that game, and he was fired the next morning. I guess that I was still like remember that. 14. We went 6-9-1 and one that season, I believe. I think you guys it, just lost to the Raiders. If there's a catastrophic, <laughs> you know, ending to the season, and you know they go, maybe they win one, two more games, then I think that it's possibly on the plate, you know. But right. I, I, we'll see. You know, we have to temper expectations. Remember, obviously, this team is the youngest team in the NFL, and next year they're going to have you know a lot of cap room open to make moves and to do other things. And I think. This year also is a little bit to test out, you know, which guys are really there to play, which guys are going to be part of this team going forward. But yeah, I think we'll see. Do you guys, do you guys think that the this the Jordan Love play the last couple games? What do you guys think of that? Do you think that it's dropping because teams are getting film on him finally and picking out, you know? tendencies and, and and struggles and everything or do you just think that he's young and it's his first couple starts and it'll, it'll it'll improve i think it's both i think he has been objectively had back-to-back bad games especially this game like drake i said this in real time to you that first pick to spillane spillane of all people that was one of the worst oh, God. like like i said to you even if spillane weren't there it was still the wrong read there were still two defenders bracketing that receiver like best case scenario that's a throw where like they drop it and you're like oh thank god that didn't get picked off like that was just bad so he's got to be better 
But I do think defenses have started to say to the Packers, like, try to throw deep on us. We don't think you can. And I do think that's from an arm talent standpoint, that is where Jordan Love needs the most growth is those longer plays down the field. He's had some decent throws, but very, very inconsistent on that margin. So, again, I think it's a combination of a skill standpoint, needing to learn, needing to grow, needing to play. And it's also defenses making it harder because they understand where he needs to grow. Yeah. I agree. That's why I asked. I just wanted to, you know. And when the O-line isn't getting bullied, he does fine. Yeah. Well, you could say that about most quarterbacks. So it's definitely. I mean, a lot of a lot of the issues. You know, I mean, I think it's a it's a very young team, and I think a lot of the teammates aren't necessarily uh, helping him out in a lot of ways. And I think you know, especially the receivers, whether it's Watson, Dobbs, you right. know, separation has been an issue this year. It doesn't seem like they're quite you know, especially Christian Watson. You know, you're going out there and expecting this guy to, you know, be the burner. And it's, it seems like he just isn't quite getting that separation. I don't know what the issue is on that, but either way, you know, I think and it's also hard when you aren't getting, you know, however many yards per carry for, you know, AJ Dillon is whatever he's averaging two point something yards per carry, you know, they're not really respecting that run game so much. So you can drop yeah. safety, you can drop, you know, so it's just, it's tough. Yeah, because that eliminates play action too. It's when you can't run the ball, obviously. Right. Like, like Drake, you know, from a Steelers standpoint, like your run game, at least with Najee, is terrible. Mm-hmm. And it just makes Our everything run game is, Don't Jalen Warren doesn't do well between the tackles either. He's no. getting him outside. He does phenomenally. But, yeah, we <laughs> – two weeks ago, I think, Matt Canada said, oh, yeah, we're going to start doing play action. I was like, why? <laughs> like – Number one, you don't tell teams you're doing play action. Number two, our run game doesn't work to even do play action. No one's going to bite. So, yeah, it, 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 it's it's facts. Well, a lot of ball game left for the Packers to, to fill, figure it out. Steelers, while figuring it out, at least have a, a three and two record. So that's why Drake gets to be a happy Steelers fan, even after winning a very ugly, ugly way, as a couple of the wins have been now. But we'll – get more into the Steelers later I'm sure last quick topic before we actually get into the general week five recap how'd you guys do in picks I went incredibly mid I went seven and seven straight up and eight and six against the spread by far my worst week I never keep track of mine I just kind of say what I think in the moment so I, I went I went I uh 10 and four I'm very hurt though because Kyle I just want you to know that I actually picked the Bears, but on the podcast, I said Washington. I was so hurt because I went in and I was like, oh, well, I better mark this down. And I was like, oh, shit, I actually picked the Bears. But Joe said it doesn't count. So it does not count. If I, if I were to put it on my if – I if I were to put it on my slip, I'd be 11-3. and three. I would have had a winning week. Sucks. I still did, though. 10-4. No, yeah, still week. way better than you. For sure. Like, Again, two two weeks in a row. Like, come on, Joe. Yep, rough stretch after a blistering hot first three weeks. Two very mid weeks to follow. So hopefully we do a little bit better this week. 
Kyle, I ask that you try to keep track of your picks so that you're not just, uh, you know, recklessly out here saying like, oh, I got I got the bills. And then we <laughs> take, we're right about the Jazz. I don't think I'm going to be on the show like every week. <laughs> I didn't you're think a permanent so guest now. <laughs> Get used to it. You're stuck. Especially now as basketball season comes around since you, you know, just mentioned how that's your more prominent area of expertise even. So that's when we like to lean on guests is during basketball because, you know, I wouldn't say we're, we're a little bit more than a casual fan for basketball, but not nearly to the level. Oh, I'm a big regular season watcher. So I'm, he's going to come on here and be like, dude, I'm, did you see that pick and roll of Jalen Brown and Chris Stapps <laughs> in the third quarter at the seven minute mark? Jalen Brunson went crazy last night. No. <laughs> I definitely watch a little more basketball than Joe. Joe just watched the Bucks. I don't have a favorite team, so I just watched. You're not a Heat fan anymore? Never was. I'm I'm just a LeBron fan. I thought you were a Dwayne Wade fan. It was both. Dwayne Wade's retired. I can't watch Dwayne Wade. (laughs) Yeah, but you're a fan of that team for so long. Might as well have just stayed with them. Oh, well. I'll save NBA NBA for next week. For the most part. I mean, I I I love Jimmy Butler, so I mean, I still watch. Karen Butler? Everyone knows Jaron Butler. All right. Well, let's move on to the next area of week five, and that's medalist again here. And as always, we start at the the bottom of the winner's stage with the bronze medals. And uh, let's uh, let's let Connor, our newer guest, newer than Kyle, as less free or less – Less I've been on four guess. of the last five Most weeks. So. Exactly. Our less recent four of the last five. All right. So this week, all right, my bronze medalist, I kind of have two guys. Uh didn't know who okay, quite you get it to. But <laughs> yeah. they're both they're both on the yes. same team. Joe yes. Burrow and Jamar Chase. Um just that that duo just went absolutely crazy this week. And I gotta give a little bit of extra points to them just because they I, they haven't been killing it, you know. It hasn't been a great season for them. Just so to see them make that connection, it's it's pretty cool. And so I got to give them my my bronze medal for this week. I'm a big Jamar Chase guy. He's on my fantasy team, so I agree with it. You agree with it, <laughs> as in you had the same thing? Yeah, he, the Jamar Chase is my silver, so might as well give him my praise now. Yeah, 15 catches with three touchdowns. That's insane. Excellent. You know. It's against the Cardinals, but they do have like a decent defense. So like you know, just a great, that was, great performance. That was the I didn't put them higher was just because it was against the Cardinals' defense. So we gotta take it easy a little bit. But yeah, their defense isn't horrible. But yeah, I mean. They... Okay, well, Kyle, you gave away your silver already. Might as well give us your bronze. Uh, Fred Warner, he had eight tackles, one sack, a forced fumble, and a pick. Looks like the best, uh, in my opinion, he's the best middle linebacker in the league. Oh, it's not Probably going to be first team all pro again this year. Yep. I think he's a little better than Roquan, but I think those two are the best two in the league. But hmm. Fred played like a beast this past week and, you know, led, led the defense that dominated the Cowboys. He was excellent. Just, just a total missile. Like, that's the thing with him is just heat-seeking missile. Like, I... I have nothing but good things to say about Fred Warren. So I especially love the praise for a defensive player because we don't always go that route. Uh, Khalil Drake, Mack was on my list last time. What's up? I said Khalil Mack was on my list last time, I think. 
Me as well, but I'm saying general media. I'm not necessarily saying Mad Talk. We respect the defense on Mad Talk. Drake, what do you got? Well, I mean, unfortunately, you know, I had to roll with two because I always do. Um, I gave it to DJ Moore and Jamar Chase, two receivers who both just had, you know, phenomenal games. You guys touched on Jamar Chase, but DJ Moore had eight for 230 with three touchdowns. So, but I mean, it was also against Washington. So. He's of course he is. Bears fan week. Well, we already know Kyle's listening. He, he was Let's offensive care. player of the week this year for the NFC. He was the best in the whole league and uh, whole half the yeah. league. Whole half I was gonna league. say. Yeah. Wait. So the whole half why is he above league. Jamar Chase though? Huh? Why is he above Jamar Chase, who had more catches and more yards? Or wait, maybe not. He's a Bears yards. fan. Yeah, dude. Use your brain. <laughs> oh, I thought we were objective or something. Duh, yeah. No, and Duh, it led to the first his last touchdown iced the game for the Bears' first win in like 350 days. I mean, spoiler: my gold is that's definitely fair. like Kenny Pickett. All right, can we Pickett. like go like one at a time? Huh? I haven't I'm even said kidding. bronze yet, you motherfuckers. It's well, all mine are gone, so I'm 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 out. All right, all let's right. remove Kyle from the stream. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> All right, never mind. You come back in. But uh, while I guess I could try to catch up best I can, my bronze is Nat Hackett. You know, not necessarily that the Jets' offense went crazy or anything like that, but this is much – this is a lot of a moral victory as far as like, you know, this man's integrity was called into question by the team or the head coach of the team that they just beat. So, you know, again, it's not like he had the greatest performance necessarily, but a huge moral victory. I'm, I'm really glad for him and that the Jets were able to beat the Broncos. I obviously like Jamar Chase and whatnot were like significantly better, but I figured you guys would put them in. So this is kind of a shout out episode for me for for medalists. I added a silver, so I have something to add. <laughs> you added another silver? <laughs> yeah, I replaced Jamar Chase because I already talked about him. So I have another silver. Do you have another gold now too? No, I can think of one. No. Oh god. <laughs> Kyle's like, I'm just gonna shout out everyone who I enjoyed their performance of last week. I thought that's Connor, who's your silver? So for my silver medal, I gave it to TJ Watt and the Steelers defense overall. Um, I think they pretty much I mean Got to give credit to, you know, Kenny Pickett and, and George Pickens, but I think yeah, without that defense, you know, it must be nice to be a fan of a team uh, where you get excited when the defense is on the field. You know, I must be nice. You know, that that's that's what I'll say about that. Yes, well, but is it bad yeah, but, if you're more excited than the offense? Yeah, because <laughs> I am so not excited. when I'm just like, oh, well, punt it, a three-point. It, it, it. it almost makes up for the excitement that you're losing on the offense on that side. TJ Watt should be arrested for punching Zay Flowers in the chest on that one play. <laughs> TJ Watt broke his yeah. finger severely and just popped it back. He has to have surgery in the offseason. Well, you got a long way to go. Yeah, I know. How does he know he needs surgery in the offseason? I don't know. <laughs> How do you know you don't need it now? <laughs> exactly. Surgery on that at some point. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, great performance out of them. Nothing new for those guys, but got to shout them out. Shout out. Kyle, silver part two. Uh, Brees Hall, I called it last week. It was going to be his breakout game. 
Yep. Hit a career high in carries and yards. Had that long uh, that one long touchdown. Played really good. I think their best offensive player by far. Yeah. So got to give him a shout out. His big you know bounce back game since tore his ACL around this time last year. I'm surprised he wasn't your one of your original medalists because again that was a great take that you had, and I had him scoring a touchdown anytime touchdown in my one of, in my parlay that I was six out of seven on. Ugh. Um, but him scoring, that was a hit in all game. It was like, you mentioned now that career high in yards. Like it always felt like he was about to break loose. He was about to break loose. He was about to. And then when he did, it was no surprise. It just felt inevitable more than anything. Like he's special. They just need to keep finding ways to get him the ball. Like he, he can carry that offense. Yeah. Pacheco's coming up for his career high next weekend at St. On third tomorrow against that same defense, Pacheco's career high. I'm calling it again. Wow, bold. I like it. I, if I you want, it's got to be your gold. Who? So, I said if Pacheco hits, then he's got to be Kyle's gold. There you go. Okay. I think that's fair. I would well, like to add that the Broncos Jets game ended in the funniest possible way that that game could have ended ever. Russ squirping on the ground and then watching them walk the ball into the end zone. I think that was, I think that was a very satisfying ending for that, for that game. For everybody outside of Denver. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Not a Russell Wilson hater, but I am. It's good to, you know, I don't like Russell Wilson as a player. Yeah. Why not? He's just so very awfully mediocrely bad that it's just like awful mediocrely bad (laughs) that was a bad sandwich (laughs) awful (laughs) mediocre bad he's been better this year but the defense is the worst in the league now oh for sure he's still awfully mediocrely bad okay drake (laughs) and it's better than he was last year it's just so you know we're again it's not 2010 okay this isn't mvp russell wills but no He's been fine. He hasn't been yeah, great. He's been, right. he's been like he's average. Been, you know, yeah. He's been like, you know, top 30. If he was on wow. the Jets right now, they'd be much better. Yeah. I mean, I would take I would take the offensive line of the Broncos any day of the week over the offensive line of the Jets. The Jets oh, offensive I agree. Line is... Especially with Vera Tucker out. Mm-hmm. Well, my great. silver, though, is uh, it's got to be Brock Purdy. Mm-hmm. We talked about him already, but you know, four touchdowns, no turnovers again, and McCaffrey had a bad game. So, like, the excuse can't even be, "Oh, McCaffrey carried the team." No, Brock Purdy carried the team this week against one of the best defenses proposed in the league. The, the emergence of Big Cock Brock. I'm here for it. <laughs> All right, Nick Foles. Well. I wow. <laughs> sorry, is this a family show? Am I know. <laughs> I don't know. I called you guys motherfuckers no. earlier. I don't think so. Okay, I'm allowed to say that then. It, yeah, it asks yeah, you me can on say YouTube, it, but like, I've just never heard of that before. The ballad you heard of Big Dick Nick, the ballad of yeah. Big Cock Rock has just started. <laughs> Did you just start that, or I don't no, know. Been going. I feel like I heard oh. that before. No I haven't problem. heard it. You can't take credit for that, Connor. I'm not that original. I'm giving Connor credit because I haven't heard it before. <laughs> so, Connor, I give you credit for that one. Connor gets the gold. The voice well, is me. Do you remember when they called Drew Locke horse cock Locke when he was on the Broncos? 
No, you won't. That was a dream, Joe. I don't think anyone else remembers. Yeah, that, that was only you. you. That was only you. <laughs> I, I, was, I was an avid Drew Lock hater, but <laughs> that was a meme going around, man. No, I plugged in no. NFL memes. Don't question. No, it was. Not. <laughs> no, I remember during a fantasy draft a few years ago, you're like, "What do you think of a uh, horse cock lock?" I was like, "What the fuck are you talking about, man?" <laughs> I'm gonna have to cite some sources or something. I'm gonna have to touch Joe's, being, Joe's integrity is being attacked <laughs> again. Two weeks in a row. Um, yeah, I got up. I moved my laptop like three seats down on Jay's bar in his basement. I was like, I don't want to sit by this guy anymore. <laughs> okay, okay. All right, all right, all right. Okay, so I'll go back to back real quick since these are guys we touched on already. But silver, I got Max Crosby. We already talked about how he was a game wrecker. He had us re-question, you know, had us questioning the entirety of the Packers O-line and offense in general. So a beast, nothing to question there. And then gold, I did give it to Brock Purdy. For everything we said, he was excellent. The run game was not. Now, they would have won even if he only scored 17 points. We didn't need to have his A game, but he absolutely had his A game. Probably the best game of his career, from my opinion. So gold medal. Gold medal. I got a question about Crosby. Do you yep. think? Do you guys think he's been on like the same tier as Bosa this season? Because Bosa's having like not the best year so far. Nick yeah, Bosa. yeah, Nick Bosa, not Joey. Joey's been out a few games. <laughs> I forgot there is two. I kind of forget about Joey Bosa. I figured, I figured you were talking about Nick. I feel like everybody forgets about Joey. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> um, yeah. I think that. Bosa and Watt are in like the tier of their own, and then I mean Crosby's probably the best of the tier below them. I think. That's yeah, fair. I think but, you, I mean, you got Parsons you got Miles Garrett too, too and Miles Parsons. Garrett. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of good edge rushers. Yeah, exactly. So I think those are the best, though. Those five. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and then after that, you get into the. I don't know the Garys, the Brian Burns, the Neil Hunter's having a comeback year. I I wonder if he gets traded. They probably should, but they they won't. Yeah, I mean we'll see. But let's uh, wrap up with the gold medalist. Kyle didn't bring a gold part two. So Drake it is yet. Um, I mean I just my gold was Fred Warner. So that was I had the same one. Let's go. (laughs) We're on too much of the same page here. It's the almost old line thing, I guess. Okay. I also want to give Kittle a shout out too. George Kittle had a great game. And he had a great shirt. Finally getting his. Yeah, he did. One more shout out. Shout out Sam Laporta, best rookie tight end in a long time. Laporta showing up. I'll give give another shout out too. You know, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Crushing the rookie tight end hate or the the reputation, Sam Laporta. Wow. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. That's you true. know, fantasy wise, he's the number one tight end in, in fantasy football right now. Yeah, touchdowns will do it for you. To be fair, Kelsey and Andrews have both missed a game each. Missed, missed a sure. game, I know. But remember when Waller was considered on tier with those two for fantasy? Um, yeah, and then he went to the based their entire offense around a, a thirty-two-year-old tight end. Pretty much with a, a good season in four years. With a quarterback who probably right, wouldn't right. even be good in CYC. Hey, don't wow. say that about Vanilla Vic. Dude, he can, he can play for the Browns, the CYC Browns, that is. <laughs> All right, moving on. So, last couple things here from last week. My one thing I was right about, well, you know, 
Yes. The one thing I was right about last week is that Joe Burrow was going to have a great game and that the Bengals offense would be quote unquote back. So to that end, back. does, is he back? Is the offense back or the Bengals back on track? I mean, they, again, they played the Cardinals. Right direction. Yeah, about, I mean, you, go, you go ahead, Drake. Okay. I was just going to say they played the Cardinals. You know, they've got three very tough games approaching. They've got Seattle, San Francisco, and the Bills. So, Drake, who'd you pick to win that game? Yeah, I picked the Cardinals. Okay. Yeah, but you can't say that he's back because they had he had a okay game against the Cardinals. When you've been on this roll about how bad the Cardinals are, they are bad. Yeah. So I mean, I picked the I'm Cardinals because I don't. Checking you I don't trust them. No, I just don't. I mean, they won. That's cool. You get a pick wrong. That's fine. I don't care. <laughs> but I just, I still don't think that they're anything to play with right now like they're i think it's uh, like a good step it's like, in the right direction yeah i mean for their offense no t higgins in that game either big trent Irwin game so that's if true. they can get I him wanna, involved at all that's another guy they have you know i just want to see how they play against a good team I, I yeah i just need to see them put it together for more than one week if you know if they if i see this out of them consecutively then then I'll call it, but you know, right. just as I, I didn't count them out after their first bad loss, I won't count them back in after their first good win. So, agreed. And here's where I'm going to kind of sound a little contradictory to where I was sitting last week and talking about how, like, you know, we're writing them off too soon. Like they're going to have a bounce back week and kind of get back in the right train. I I do agree, Drake. That like, you know, one it was against the Cardinals, who we don't think are you know a very good team, and we need to see it more than one week. Like again, they looked good. They looked kind of some resemblance of who they've been the last two years. They're not fixed, and they're going to have a really tough test this week against Seattle. So I think we'll really find out a lot. So he's not back. I think we're all on the same page there. But we do all agree that that was a must win. They had that win, and at the very least any talk about how Burrow needs to be sitting and they need to let a backup play for him. I think that talk we can put to rest for now. I mean, yeah, That's, they're two and eight at some point, like, you know, I mean, yeah, we're going on week six here. If they want a chance to get, get in the playoffs, you know, make a run, then it's with Joe Burrow. It's, uh, you know, I don't see anybody else getting him there. So. See, I, I don't think that he like Burrow should have been like pulled or anything. I just think that if he was battling an injury, the decision should have been made prior to week one. Like, hey, you're right. going to sit for, you know, two, three weeks, maybe go on IR, come back week five. But they played him from, from the get-go. They, you know, they have to they have to live on that ship. If he's going to struggle with the injury all year, then they have to live with the record because you can't pull your franchise quarterback, you know, no. six weeks into the season. Right. I agree with that. They yeah. got to roll with him unless there's, you know, unless the injury goes in a different direction. So I, I 100% agree with that. Uh, next up, two specific games I want to di- dive into because they were really meaningful matchups. And first, we'll actually, I have it listed the other way around, but first we'll start with the game that happened first as far as the London game with, uh, with Bill's Jaguars. Now, Drake and I both had the Jags in that game, but from your perspective. I'll pick the Bills. The Bills. <laughs> From your guys' perspective, was this more about like a plus for the Jags or a minus for the Bills? I think it's more the Jaguars were in 
London for two weeks already, and the Bills left like two days before the game. So I definitely think there was yeah. an advantage on the Jag side for sure. Oh, for sure. I think it was kind of a perfect storm of a few different things, and it kind of just landed in the Jags' favor in that way. You know, I don't think head to head. You know, I think the Bills are a better team. But, you know, given a couple factors such as, you know, they were in London for two weeks and the Jags, you know, they're used to playing in London. They're, you know, it's basically their second home. Um, and I think they matched up pretty well with the Bills overall with what they have. So, you know, I think, I don't know, I think they just kind of the ball rolled their way. I th- I think that it was just, I, it was more about, I don't even know. You know, the like I said a couple weeks ago, the Jags need to get on some type of they need to gain some type of momentum and maybe this is it, but the Jaguars it was a grinder been... game, you know. It yeah. wasn't like a a big shootout game where someone got embarrassed or someone looked bad. It was just a grinder game and it came down to the Jags one, so I think it shows they could also run the football a bit when they need to because ETN had a big game against, you know, pretty good defense against the Bills. Yeah. So, yeah, that was a great performance by ETN, especially by the end. But to be honest, in the first quarter, their run game looked awful. It wasn't until Milano goes down and Ed Oliver goes down that they actually start to move on the ground. So I'm concerned as someone who's very high on the Jags on if that run game is actually going to translate when they play a healthy defense, whether it's the Bills or whether it's someone else. Now, they benefit from having a soft schedule here on out. They've already played the Bills, and they've already played the Chiefs. So, like, you know, again, the the toughest is behind them, essentially. So I think either way, they'll have a great record. Everyone is all on the same page. that They had a huge advantage being in London. And obviously the Bills looked jet-lagged. I don't think it's a coincidence that all those injuries were happening like that. I just – it's a bad decision to go across the pond at the very last second. Like you should go right away and be there for the week. I think that yeah. there's enough evidence now that everyone should agree. The Ravens left right after their game this last Sunday to go straight over to London because they're playing this upcoming Sunday there against yep. Tennessee. Right. I think yeah. that's the move. Yeah, I think it's. Uh, I mean, it has to be. Yeah. You can't. I mean, if you were a player, I mean, what would you? I, that's just for me. That would be. Much preferable it's than no question, yeah. Like, hey, we play on Sunday. Let's leave Friday night. Right. <laughs> I mean, no, that's hard. That's that's very hard for anybody, NFL player or not. Yep. Agreed. Yeah, I think, and especially I mean, the, with the Jags, that the other team was there already. Right. The Jags do have, you know, Joe. I know you said they've, you know. I lost to Drake. Oh, the toughest is is behind them. Yeah, but they've got you know the Colts. They've been a grinder defenders. You know, um, two great defenses. So, and I believe they put. Yeah, they played our division. So they've yeah. got Browns, Bengals, and the Ravens at some point. So I mean, I don't think their schedule is going to be a cakewalk, but. I think hopefully this not well. I think it'll give them some traction, at least some momentum. But we'll see. I still don't trust Trevor Lawrence. I've been on that for a while. I I do like him, but 
Yeah, I think it's been a really frustrating season so far for the Jags. Um, it seems like they've gotten things going, and there's been how many drop touchdown passes or, you know, touchdown passes called back or whatever. And I think especially, you know, this year for Trevor Lawrence, I think was really going to show us, you know, what kind of what tier quarterback is he really? You know, is he up there with, you know, the Burroughs and those guys or is he, you know, is he a Kirk Cousins for his career? You know, I think that's what this year is kind of here to show us. Um, you know, he's got the talent at the at receiver and the the run game. It's interesting. You know, they, they really did get that going. I'd like to see if they continue that moving forward. You know, they they've got a lot of depth at running back and. You know, they seem to be wanting to establish that more. So I'm, I'm interested to see how they fare against those other um, those other teams in their division, like you said, the Colts and the, and the Titans and them. I yeah. do think that Jags offense should be, you know, elite. You know, they've got well, I'm like, Ridley, Kirk, uh, Ingram, Etienne. Zay yeah. um, Jones. Zay Jones. That's, I was I – was, blanking on his name but you know that offense should be elite i don't know why it it hasn't really sparked yet but again like joe said a couple times it's early yep yeah i mean they, they're coming back from london with two wins as well you know you can't underplay how much you know confidence that's probably going to bring them coming back so yeah that's that's definitely true and i think what you guys said made a lot of sense like drake Yes, the teams in their division give them trouble. And that seems to be the case for really all the NFC or AFC South teams. Excuse me. They kind of match up well against each other. They know each other very well, regardless of who the coach is. It seems like it's just tribal knowledge. I don't know what it is, but it's a little weird. Like no matter who's better, who's worse, like those are always, you know, they, they kind of get got every now and again. So that's absolutely right. I am a believer in Trevor Lawrence still. Like, Drake, you know I always have been, you know, for pretty much as long as we've seen him in the national spotlight. Um, He does have his flaws, though. And I think a very smart observation was made by Kurt Warner this week on the broadcast. He said, Trevor Lawrence misses some layups. And that is very true. He misses some easy throws and makes life harder than it needs to be. At the end of the game, when he was hitting Ridley on those conversion plays, like those were tough throws, and he's hitting those like it's nothing. But it's the easy ones that he seems to miss a lot. And he needs to clean that up for them to ascend beyond the divisional round ceiling that they set last year. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. You know, I mean, there's a lot of plays there where, you know, it's – it seems like he's trying to do too much where it's just, you just need a little, you know, dump off and he's throwing it into the ground or throwing it above guys' heads. And yeah, I mean, that it's a killer. Well, let's move on to another good game from last week. A surprising one. Drake was the lone wolf in getting this one. Correct. The Pittsburgh Steelers prevail and defeat the Baltimore Ravens. Drake, take your victory lap as the happy Steelers fan. I mean, not much to say you know it was i mean i called it i knew people uh i forget who the analyst was but there was like 12 of them only one of them picked the steelers adam you know, like come on man yeah Bears so, fan. shout out kyle there you go it it um i mean i i knew it was gonna happen clearly because i picked them right but clearly um, yeah i mean i was Still disappointed in our offense, obviously, because our offense stinks. Yeah. yeah, it's awful. 
but um on the 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 touchdown from Pickett to Pickens uh he Kenny confirmed that he changed the play Randy Randy the route and the and the coverage for that play to score and just watching the replay of like Matt Canada sitting in the booth with just the expression of this <laughs> like it's when like he scored like score. <laughs> exactly like Joe said it well, when we had talked about it, you said exactly what I was thinking. Oh, my plan was to run for negative four yards and then figure out the next play. Like I said one yard. Come on. Uh, one yard. Well, so okay, negative four yards because that's usually what we get. Um my his thought process was literally probably, oh, my plan was to punt on this drive. But um I just I'm so still just not happy with our offense at all. But our defense is Phenomenal, and the Ravens Wait. still look. I saw a meme or a graphic or something that said, uh, "It's like, oh, you know, the Steelers scored seventeen points. They must have had two touchdowns in a field. <laughs> Surely that must have been what happened, right?" No, nope. but you know. <laughs> it's not the way that team works. Steelers, no, though. the Steelers have one way to win: ugly. <laughs> Ugly three and two though. Shout but out. Guess what? We find a way to win the. We find a way to win the. Find ugly a way, ones. and there is value in that. So I but think it'll be a five hundred season, give or take nine and eight. Um, yeah. I think the Ravens really sold out on that game. I think the drops were apparent. We're seeing a lot of that. Lamar throwing that pick in the end zone, brutal mistake there. But also, I think Harbaugh was too aggressive in the red zone field goals against a Matt Canada offense are just fine. Like you, yeah, literally. you got like two quarters before the Steelers catch up to that. Like <laughs> as long as you don't give them the points. So I think John Harbaugh made massive errors when he went for it on fourth down. I needed the three points in fantasy too. That would have helped me against Connor. Uh, maybe not Jordan love sold out for me and yeah, one in that football. Any hopes of a Ew, you started Jordan love. Gross. Over Dak, yeah. Dak against the Niners oh. or Jordan Love against the Raiders. I think that's pretty obvious. Not that either option is all that great. Sam Howell. Wasn't an option. No, it was not an option. But, yeah, so credit to the Steelers. <laughs> Hang though. on. Sam Howell is not an option in that league? Mm-mm. Someone picked him up for a bye week, I think. Not all of us are in six-man leagues, Drake. <laughs> You're lucky to get your hands on Ritter in our league. Jeez, people hoard Kyle's, QBs in our league. They do. I'm gonna go pick up Howell right now and in, in in the league Kyle's in with me. Wow. But yeah, so that uh, Kyle, I don't know if you've said anything about this game. Do you have anything to add there? Uh the Ravens receivers bailed out the Steelers big time in that game. Huge. One hundred percent. Like finally, you know, everybody's talking about getting Lamar weapons and he finally gets his weapons and uh, weapons aren't weaponing. So does he have weapons? He has Mark Andrews and Zay flowers as a rookie receiver. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, I mean, he's been, he's been really bad this year. Yeah. I mean, that was a, that's kind of a disappointing. um, He was a first round pick like what, three, four years ago. Yeah. I believe so. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, that, 
that'll wrap up that topic. We'll get to both these teams later in some capacity. Actually, not Steelers. They're on by. Shut up. Um, we'll, Sad. We'll, we'll, yeah, pick them. We'll, we'll skip the injury question we had on here, just given time. It's the least important of the remaining topics here. Uh, Wait, last thing. What's up? Can I just say one thing about that? Okay. No. It's it, switch to grass. Simple. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Simple. I, I yeah. don't think that's even a. Yeah. Yeah. I think the one injury that wouldn't that wouldn't have mattered this week was Milano's because he did break his leg and yeah. tear some ligaments. <laughs> so yeah, that's fair. Injuries injuries right. happen in football, but I think yeah. the evidence is is evidencing just, that. Yeah, exactly. Evidenting, <laughs> and it's just like. <laughs> repeat you know there's a there's a lot of non-contact injuries this year no yeah, yeah definitely yeah absolutely so yeah i think we're all in agreement there so no problem on that front i guess it would have been quick anyways last yeah, thing see. before we move away from week five fantasy football we've all gotten pretty big spoonful to this point whether we're in one league four leagues or if you're like drake and you're in like 1500 if you had to name one specific regret of this season so far and projecting moving forward to some degree, what would that be? Kyle, you've done very well in fantasy in recent years. In, in one started. league, in our league, but my regret comes from uh, the league I'm in with Drake where I took Saquon over Bijan Robinson in the first round. So Saquon hasn't played since week two. Huh? I said I thought your regret was joining the league. No. I've won my first game this past week in that league. He did. Yeah. Kyle, Kyle, I swear Kyle only hates my league because he is terrible in it. <laughs> Dude, on my bet, I have too many running backs. I play the wrong ones every week. I, I just have like eight of them, and I, I I don't know who to play ever since Saquon's been injured. Well, I'll take one from you because I need one now that uh... – Give me Jefferson. Wow. All right, so Saquon instead of Bajan, Connor yeah. – you're another um, person doing who has had a very good recent track record. You beat me my, this week. I've got my three-peat to defend here. Haven't been doing too hot this year. Um, but that being said, got the highest points, most points scored against me. Uh, so we're loser we're, talk. It's a tough, it's a tough world out here. <laughs> we're 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 holding on strong. I would say my biggest regret. Um, I mean, I drafted Nick Chubb. That that definitely was rough. But I would draft Nick Chubb a thousand times again. Um, that yeah. part of it isn't my regret. But I went uh, double RB in the first two rounds. Uh, don't know if I would do that again, just because of how. Um, Who was the other running back? Pollard, Tony Pollard. No. And so it, when you put your eggs in the basket of running back, I think um, it's Risky. tough because those injuries those season ending injuries are just they ha occur at a higher rate with running backs than they do with wide receivers and so that's the, that's the risk that you take there um and i took that risk and obviously uh paying the price of it but uh, another one that i would add is just specifically i think something i've noticed this year was those mid-tier wide receivers uh like specifically from rounds about three to seven um that it hasn't been the gold mine that it has been in previous years. Um, some of the names that come to mind for me are like, uh, uh, let's say, Mike Williams, Jahan Dotson. Uh, obviously, you have some injuries in there. Um, T. Higgins. T. Higgins is a huge one. Yeah. I mean, uh, Terry yeah, you've McLaurin, got plenty. Terry yeah. 
Terry McLeod, yeah, Scary Terry. That's Christian another Watson. Big Watson is up there. Um, a lot of those guys in those mid tiers that traditionally I I try to capitalize on the you know the value in those tiers, uh, but I just I haven't seen that quite this year uh, come to fruition. Maybe it will later on in the season, and it's just been the roll of the dice so far. But I've noticed that for sure. Sure, I agree with that. Drake playing. just playing playing. um no my i uh, completely switched my draft strategy from what i normally do um and i just shouldn't have done it i took three riders three wide receivers first three rounds um i should have went two and then took a running back but because i lost out on like pollard kenneth walker um, Josh Jacobs, you know, I lost out on, on a good running back and, you know, my best running back that I, I got was from Andre Stevenson. So, um, I mean, I did get David Montgomery in like round 10, yeah. so that was fine. But like, I took Jalen Waddle round three. I probably, I over like Tony Pollard over Kenneth Walker. Um, wow. That is probably my biggest regret right there. But um, now it's normally I take a running back first round every time. Even like highest pick I've ever had was like second. This year I had first pick. Obviously, when it comes to mind, like now hindsight that Jefferson's hurt, I'm like, wow, I should take a McCaffrey because I take running backs first. But it's like at the time, it's like, how do you not take Jefferson? But right, I should have I should have taken McCaffrey because. Like I said, I usually take running backs first two rounds, but kind of like you said, I mean, when you rely on the running back so hard, these these mid tier receivers aren't really. Yeah. This year, it just doesn't look like that would have even worked. So. Right. That's yeah, hard. I, I don't playing. think there's any one strategy this year that you can point to that just as far and away, you know, the best strategy to go. I know a lot of people who, you know, they went running back heavy are suffering. They went wide receiver heavy are suffering, or you know. Maybe you could say going balanced this year would have been your best bet, but again, you know, who are you taking? You know, that's, yeah. that's it's hard. So I think the best bet was fleecing Joe in a trade, like I did this last week. <laughs> Dude, I, in, buddy. I, um, I text him and I was like, uh, "Did I hear you guys correctly that you traded for DJ Moore?" I was like, "Oh, good shit." He goes, "No, I traded away DJ Moore," and I was like, "Ouch." <laughs> Yep, that hurts. It at least cost me a game against Connor. Like that much we know. Um, still fine with seeing how Ridley pans out the rest of the year. Uh, but I think we've all been on the same page as far as like biggest regret, like kind of eliminating like the injury factor to some degree. Like, you know, obviously bad luck is bad luck. Like it's specifically looking at like I made simply the wrong decision. Like for me, my biggest glaring example was Najee. I took him in uh, in our league, Kyle and Connor, and I I, I got to stop putting you know stock in him. I was burned so hard last year, so you know it wasn't like it was a first round pick. It was actually I believe fourth round, so it was like pretty late. But I missed out on a ton of valuable guys at that point. Like from an outside perspective, you could point to me reaching very hard at Garrett Wilson in the first round, but I stand by the logic. If Rodgers plays, I think he's a top ten receiver right now. 
So I don't Mm -hmm. regret that. It just didn't work out. You know, it just didn't, you know, the chips didn't fall my way. So I don't regret that necessarily, but Najee, that's like been there, done that. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah, That who he was on my do not not be on your blacklist. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, that's a tough, it's a tough scene. If you have someone who's on your do not draft list, even if you see them, where'd you go? There you are. <laughs> but if you have if you have someone who's on your do not draft list, it doesn't matter where they fall to, you don't draft them. If Najee's on your do not draft list and he falls to round six, you still don't take him. There's a reason he fell on your do not draft list. Yeah. Agreed. I mean, yeah, 100% agree. I think another uh, that kind of speaks to another mistake that I made is that not not trusting in the value that I put on guys and saying, oh, yeah. you know, for example, T. Higgins was available. And I say, oh, I, I'd rather have these guys. But T. Higgins was the highest, you know, I had ranked or whatever, and he's available. So I should take him over, you know, any of the other guys. And that's it's a mistake that I make all the time. Agreed. I took um. Trevor right. Lawrence. I might have to let you guys continue for two minutes while I pop out for a second, fix my connection. Oh, Joe. I shall return. I took um we almost fell apart without him last week. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I took uh Trevor Lawrence. Uh one, two, six. Wait. Sixth round, and I just I dropped him like three weeks ago. So damn. It's a waste I mean, of a sixth Trevor round. Trevor Lawrence, I think that he still has I don't know. I think there's still value to be had for from his season. I think that the worst is behind him, but we'll see. I, uh, I mean, I'd, maybe I've I'm got partial. Kirk and Kirk and uh, oh, CJ Stroud. So, yeah, how about how about CJ Stroud? You know, that's that's a, I know that's an awesome development. You know, especially the history of the Ohio State quarterbacks recently. You know, um, but it sucks about Tony Richardson though. Same same draft yeah. class quarterbacks. Out, he's on IR at least four weeks. I know. Uh, maybe Minshew can prove he deserves a starting job again next year or something. Sure. Well, we'll see. I think it cha- it's interesting to watch how different the Colts offense operates with um, Anthony Richardson in the game versus yeah. Minshew. It's I cool. Think that- they call too many quarterback runs for Richardson. And that's why he's yeah. gone out injured three of the five games he's you know played. It is. I, I wonder if there's something to kind of just him being in the NFL longer and learning how to take those hits. And, you know, like you see like guys like Justin Fields and Lamar Jack, it seems like they, they take those hits all the time, you know, and they're, yeah. they're fine and they get up, but maybe it's, you know, just luck, whatever, you know, I think it was a shoulder. I think it was a shoulder hitting the ground more than anything that caused the injury, but yeah. uh, you know, it's, it's something to look into. You know, Jonathan Taylor not looking like the best running back on his team right now. That's Zach Moss. I uh, know Moss. Yeah, that's what do you do with Zach Moss if you're a fantasy owner? You know what? That's that's an interesting. I have deserves to keep getting work. I have him, and last week I benched him because I was like, "Oh, JT's back." This week I'm starting him, and I know he's gonna have like four points. I just know it. Did he start his first in his career on the Bills? Right. He used to play for the Bills. Yeah. Am I correct yep. on that? He, he was did, always yeah. the secondary guy. Yeah, but yeah was he wasn't a uh, Devin Singletary, right? Yep. Yeah. I also want to um Bam. say 
Joe, you know how I just told you about all that, you know, do not draft list thing? Yep. I just looked at my uh, draft, and I did exactly what I just said you don't do, and I took Kyle Pitts in round nine. (laughs) He's on my blocked list, but I took him over, like, Pacheco, Rashad White, Jordan Addison, Quentin Jones. You know, I took him over guys who could have been playing for me right now, and he's not on my roster anymore. So, it was oh. like Pitts' career best game, too. That's yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. And, like, he's he might have one or two more of those this year. And that's it. It's Johnny Smith season. Johnny Smith. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, who would have thought? Me. The Ritter to Smith connection. <laughs> Yeah. Drake London was getting used a decent amount, though. That's good to see. Yeah, it's good to see Drake London, you know, living up to that hype. But they got, they got Van Jefferson, so they're going to throw to the guy not as good as him because that's what they do in Atlanta. That is what they do in Atlanta where the play is played. All right, guys. Well, appreciate you filibustering with fantasy talk while I figured shit out here. But next up. Very excited about this, and we've got the return of a segment. But it's it's a it's the debut from a visual standpoint. Every time we've done it before has been strictly audio for our Spotify listeners, which made it very difficult to repeat stats over and over again, back and forth. It wasn't as enjoyable as it should be, but now it is the new and the improved mystery madness. Thank you, everyone, for being in here today. I do have a graphic prepared for us. And I will pull it up. Hey. Oh, I can take I'm down going. the secondary. Oh, and I'm back now. <laughs> well, we are now at Mystery Madness. So for those of you that do not know, the rules of the game are simple. We will provide two mystery identity stat profiles to be pinned against each other. Essentially A versus B. But in today's case, it's white versus yellow. And everyone will say which they would take before we reveal the mystery identities and the madness that it presents to us any questions on the game itself can i give a push on any of them no okay you take them as it is so first up we got to start with the field generals we've got quarterbacks so we've got for the for those listening and not watching on our left with the white slash gray profile this quarterback has a little over 1200 yards and 11 to 2 td in ratio Almost 67% completion percentage, 106.1 rating, no rushing touchdowns. The yellow profile, similar yardage, 1265, a 9 to 3 TD in ratio, almost 70 completion percentage, 104.4 rating, and two rushing tutties. I guess we can kind of go in order in the way that we're we're viewed here. We can go top down. Oh, boo. Oh, boo. Go bottom up. Yeah, I'm going to go bottom up. Drake's lazy. I'm taking the guy on the right, even though he has one more pick. If you add up their touchdowns, you know, all together, they have the same amount. And I bet the guy on the right has more rushing yards that, you know, just aren't on the graphic because it looks like he uses his legs a little more. They're about the same. I'm going to take the guy on the right. Okay. Yeah, that was. Pretty much my same reasoning there. I, I'm going to take yellow just because, you know, if he has two rushing touchdowns, I'm assuming you've got that rushing um, attribute there for him. And all else being generally the same, um, I'll take that over 
the um, I guess the rushing yards aren't on here, so maybe the guy on the left is just running around a bunch and just hasn't scored any <laughs> touchdowns. But maybe gonna, given the graphic, I'm going to take the guy on the right, the yellow. Um. Jesus. <laughs> it's no. tough. I mean, the completion percentage for the guy on the left is pretty average. Yeah, I mean, I'm just gonna have to go with the guy on the on the right. So you're going yellow. Yeah. All right. Any guesses on who these quarterbacks are? No. Are these up to date um, stats after this last week? Correct. Okay. I put these together last night, so I made sure. Desmond Ritter, one of them. I feel like the guy on the right's Jordan Love. He threw three picks in one game, my friend. True, he did. I think he only like eight touchdowns this season. Yeah, it's the two rushing touchdowns that, but the I thought it was nine and two, but the picks, yeah, dude, I don't know. Is the guy like anyone knows? Is the guy on the left, uh, Jared Goff? Wow, you are incredibly close. Kirk Cousins, is it? We're just going to show it, huh? So, sure. Connor, I said you were close. The guy on the right is Jared oh, Goff. The guy on the thinking... left is Russell Wilson, Mr. Barely Top 30 quarterback. Jake. I picked Jared Goff. Yeah, Goff yeah, is it better. Wasn't, it wasn't uh, – everyone kind of waffled back and forth. No, I was firmly on Jared Goff's side. But you know your reasoning though is that because he must use his legs and has <laughs> rushing yards. Jared Goff does not run the ball. He's got Just two sweet. rushing touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, but Montgomery would have had those two. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't. They, his team scores a lot more rushing touchdowns, so I guess you know lower passing touchdowns makes sense a little bit. Sure. Montgomery's had like seven in the last two games alone, so. Hmm. Also, All when right. the Broncos go down by 40 points every game and Russell Wilson yeah. is chucking up. I mean, and that's why it's about more than stats, my friends. But for the purpose of today's game, it is purely stats. Are these all QBs? No, but the second one is. After this, this is the last QBs one. There are six total here today. So uh, I don't really feel like reading this out one by one for the radio audience. If you're listening on the radio, watch us on YouTube. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna go left. Seems like he's better. You know, he doesn't. He's not as turnover prone. He's a much better completion percentage. Passing yards aren't as good, but who knows? You know, a lot of right. factors could go into that. And it's they're about even the with rushing touchdowns. And his rating's much better. So I'm gonna go with the white guy in yeah, the left. That's... The white white color on the left. <laughs> it's, yeah, the white color. It's on the, the left. left. Yeah, the left for sure. The, the the interceptions are scaring me a little bit on the careful. Yeah. It's a trap. I figured it's it would. Okay. We got it's not that much of a trap. We got Justin Herbert over Jalen Hurts. Anyone surprised? Back, you? Uh, what do, I thought Hurts would have more touchdowns, passing touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, sure. He's had but some red zone picks this year. Yeah. Yeah, I mean Herbert's still really good. So he's beast. Yeah, I mean I, I love Herbert. Yeah, if you're drafting a team right now, if you're a GM, who are you taking out of these two, though? 
I think a GM would take Herbert because he's still like kind of the prototype quarterback and right. he doesn't run as much. Maybe they're like less Stay injury firm. risk over time, you know? Right. There's pros and cons both way. I, think I would take Herbert. Yeah. But you make you can make an argument that since Hertz is more effective on the ground, he can cover up other holes for your team. So maybe he's a more higher ceiling type of guy. But I, I personally would go Herbert for kind of like what Kyle said. You just love Justin Herbert. That's why. He's yeah, because really I was so wrong about him coming out of the draft. I'm like, wow, what an idiot pick. And then when he was <laughs> on to when last minute he had to go in for his first career start against the Chiefs, I'm like, he's toast. He was great. <laughs> yeah. He looked great. I was, yeah. and you know, after that, I was just like, all right, props. It's more rushing touchdowns than I thought he had. Right. Yeah. This one was surprising. And only one pick. That's. Kellen Moore is doing well with that offense. It's just. The they should have more than two wins. The defense sucks. <laughs> we'll always. get into this later, but I've got the Chargers for, for an upset. This oh, week. we'll get there later. Me too. All right. Enough of the quarterbacks let's go to running backs a battle of the yuck <laughs> um, oh why i'm going the right side it seems like they can impact the game both receiving and rushing uh yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna take the right just because i don't necessarily take the yards per carry stat all too seriously. I think that there's a lot of things that go into that, like offensive line and play calling and that sort of thing. But I mean, 193 receiving yards, 235 rushing yards versus 247 and 37 for the Spotify listeners. Um, I'm going to take, I'm going to take the yellow also. Um, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, in this, in this day and age, you want the more dynamic guy. And when it comes to, you know, running back, like quarterbacks, yards doesn't really matter. But when it comes to running backs, yards do matter. Um, so when you're putting yards up on the ground and in the air, like, you know, Connor said too, I don't really, the yards per carry is, they, he could be getting 50 carries a game, you know, you, you, you just don't know. So I'm going to take the guy on the right too, the yellow. Anyone have any guesses on which backs the, the these Checo might be? one of them? Nope. No. Uh, I feel like Connor Kyle just wanted to say his name again. No, no guesses. No guesses, Drake. You should be awfully familiar. Your boy, <laughs> Najee versus Josh Jacobs here. Yeah, I think that Jacobs is better, so I'm correct oh, on sure. that guess. Sure. I think Jacobs, yeah, I mean, Jacobs is still a great running back. The Raiders' offensive line is absolutely atrocious. And Drake looks so line. concerned about something when he's looking at the graphic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, he's like, expect his yards, per, nine yards per carry. Lower? I thought it was 0. 0.9. Yeah. Exactly. When I, I did <laughs> not think it was 0.9. I'm not even going to lie. That's why I, it's I, 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 see, that's yeah. why I can't, you know. Dude, All right, for well, how many minus negative yards he gets, there's no way he's got 3.9 yards. Maybe he had one like 30 yard carry that covered it all. He did actually. <laughs> well, there you go. Okay. Well, I pretty much I kind of thought more people would be torn by the yards per carry stat, but it didn't seem that way. So good job, everyone, not falling for that. 
Raiders stink. Packers can't believe we lost to them. But two Alabama guys. That's true. Evan, shout out. Alabama boy. They Um, need those shout outs, those guys down on their luck in Alabama. (laughs) They don't don't need squat. Uh, Next one is kind of boring. There's not a lot of stats stats unless you go into analytics for receivers. So this one's pretty straight up. But next, I'm just kidding. Right. Right. Yeah. This <laughs> seems like money. much more impactful. This yeah, seems like a trick, Joe. For sure. So, who do you think these might be? One of them's going to be Justin Jefferson, and the other one's going to be like Romeo Chase. I could see is one is one CD Lamb. Yes. Yeah. Is one Jamar Chase? No. Is one Romeo Dobbs? No. Dang. Tank Dell. All right. CD nope. Lamb's on the left. Nico Collins. Mm-mm. I did think about him. I don't know then. Those are All my right. guesses. Well, well, I'm taking the guy on the right. For sure. He's got to be on the left. Yeah. Oh, Adam Thielen. Tricky. Tricky. Hey. Tricky. Oh. Yeah. I mean, this is just kind of surprising to see. Like, obviously, a lot of that's garbage time for the Panthers and whatnot. But, you know, good for I don't him. know. Adam Thielen's been their, their, their number one. Oh, for sure. Is that guy? Yeah. Yeah, but they just have to pass a lot because they're down. That's so yeah, down. and that's kind of what I was yeah. too. But we'll see okay. after the bye too how uh, how much more involved the younger guys in Carolina. They need to get Mingo going. Mingo's a great. I mean, I think he, you know, talk about a he's a big possession receiver. Something Bryce Young could use to his. DJ Chark needs to get going a bit too. Bryce Young stinks. Yeah. I mean, yeah. all right, all right. Moving on. Our next <laughs> two are team-based team stats. Oh, so we've got points per game, yards per game, opponent points per game, and opponent yards per game. The left. Yeah, I mean, I don't. Offense wins games. I'm not going to be the defense wins games guy. Offense wins games. Need Any guesses on who these teams might be? Is one the Eagles? I want to say one of them is the Broncos. You know, the the spread for the left team is just so much closer than the spread for the right team. Yeah. Um. So I'm gonna take the left. Is one of them is the is the right team the Commanders? No. Who's only getting fifteen point eight points per game? (laughs) It's gotta be like the. Panthers? I think Joe's laughing about it. It's the Steelers. God damn, Drake. How are they have how do they have a good record right now? We're winning the we, division. Our offense sucks. That's why I'm saying. How do they have a good this, record? Surely this isn't, they must you know, have two touchdowns in a field. <laughs> the, you know, the, the offense is you know, it's just it's not a it's not a surprise. Bro, look at those yards per game. Like, oh my god, <laughs> damn, that's a, I mean, they do a lot of yards. They do. Well, we, yeah, you get get whooped by the Niners. But, and the Niners. Yeah, but you gotta, you guys gotta understand too. The, um, our time of possession <laughs> is probably like twelve minutes a quarter less than the other teams. <laughs> that's true. That's so yeah. true. I mean, that's what a bad offense does to even a good or even a great defense is they tire them out. Like, you guys have either won ugly or gotten blown out. That's what every game has been so far through five games. Now, 
had I added like turnover differential, like, you know, Vikings are like minus nine. So that would change things. Like, man. Next team one's actually a little bit more give and take. I'm kind of curious to see where, where we land here. I mean, the team on the left is just blowing these other teams out. Well, they have a less point spread than the team. Wait, which one did you say? The team you on said the left. left. Oh, never mind. Yeah. I assumed you said right. <laughs> I'm taking the right team because I feel like you're tricking us again. I'm gonna take a left. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the left too, just because I think in this one, the what is that four five points or so? That's somewhat significant for the Cohen's points per game versus the three. So this one's not necessarily a trick. It honestly really depends on where you stand on these two teams. But both in the NFC, Cowboys and Lions. Yeah, I think the Lions have been better. I think that this is pretty heavily weighed by um, the Giants game for the Cowboys. Um, who's the other team they blew out? Someone else that sucks. Patriots. Patriots. Yep. Patriots. And the Jets. And the Jets. Yeah, they played some awful Daniel teams Jones. so far. So, yeah, I mean, stat-wise, I think it's pretty in, heavily inflated. Um, but I do I do want to add that to the Cowboys, uh, you know, a little bit of a caveat. Like, they have not played the best competition yet. You know, I think, you know, this, and this when game they did, was they lost. the first time they actually – yeah, I mean, they – they, it looked like it, they were new to this dance, and the 49ers lived there, you know, and they kicked them off their their mountaintop pretty quickly. So are we all saying that it's a little early in the season to make our final conclusions? Hmm. No, hmm. mine are made. I no, know I just don't think – I just think that the Cowboys are whack. Wax. Don't strong. you have – don't you have them and the, the Ravens <laughs> playing in the Super Bowl? I do, and that was a terrible. That's a horrible pick. I got the best Super Bowl going right now. My my prediction is still the Dolphins and Niners. Niners winning though. I saw Dolphins Niners. I saw Niners Steelers. (laughs) (laughs) With your fifteen points. Wow! Wow! The worst Um, offense to ever win a Super Bowl. It'd be crazy to watch. Hey, let's not count it entirely out. It'd be the worst out. offense ever to win a playoff game. That'd be, <laughs> wow. a six, that'd be a six to three Super Bowl with three safeties. Hey, they won one with Big Ben where he had the worst quarterback rating in the history of the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's Big Ben, though. What do you mean? He's, he can do stuff. He, he can, can play bad in rating. He gets away with stuff, that big Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that big Ben. He gets it. All right, let's uh, let's move on to we are at the, about the hour and a half mark, so we will close shop with our picks for this week. Huh? So Drake, shout out for being the best picks of last week. So with that in mind, you will kick us off as we get into Thursday night to start with the Broncos going to the Chiefs. Let's see what the spread was. Chiefs by ten and a half. I'm like super glad that I get to kick off with probably the easiest pick of this whole list. We don't get to pick them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've I have the Chiefs in case anyone was wondering or didn't know or picks the Broncos. I don't know. 
Yeah, it's pretty obvious the Chiefs. I mean, these it's I, I I'm probably gonna watch it, but like probably should is for fantasy. Is Taylor yeah. Swift gonna be there? Who cares? Drake, <laughs> we're not a Taylor Swift show. Well then they're gonna win if she's Drake there, doesn't uh... on his own free time. <laughs> I'm wow. a Swift. All right. So obviously um, we all got the Chiefs. Do you guys all have them covering that ten and a half point spread for our, our spread listeners? I do. Whatever that means. So do you have them winning by 11 or more? Easily. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Funny enough, I picked them to win by 11, so I was right on the money with where the spread would be. I had 31-20 garbage points for the Broncos or whatnot. There is reports that there's going to be some inclement weather in Kansas City, so maybe that kind of – instead of the Chiefs scoring 80 or 70. All you know, the they Chiefs get would hurt. have to die in like a flash flood for the Broncos to win. All right, I didn't. Pick well, that. hey, wait is 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 uh is Travis Kelsey playing? I don't know. Ankle injury going to be so. anything? Yeah, I think Travis Probably. Kelsey or no Travis Kelsey. Yeah, he came back to the game last week, so I assume he'll play. All right, well, that one was pretty easy. How about this one? Going back across the pond for the third consecutive week of NFL football. Get ready for eight thirty a.m. kickoff Central Standard Time. Ravens, Titans. The Ravens are favored by four. I know. I got the Ravens. flat number. <laughs> Let's go Ravens. Yeah, I also I got the Ravens by four and a half. I hate you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I got the Ravens for sure. I think uh, Lamar's receivers are actually going to catch, catch their passes this week, and if they do, they'll win because Tennessee yeah. is not that good. There you go. I I think yeah. I think they'll bounce back. John Har- yeah Harbaugh is not going to let that loss go back to back like that. I don't think I think right. London, might. we'll see. Well, hopefully not, but I don't think he will. Um, London. We'll see how much that plays a role in it, but uh, yeah, no, I got, I got Baltimore. Joe, who do you got? He died again. Wait, I'm going to go ahead and, I'm going to pick for Joe, and Joe picked the Titans. Yo. <laughs> my oh, back, because I just out. Yeah, Dude, you it's were, uh, like eating the like internet cables at your guys' house. He's <laughs> chewing on the food. That's Peach's job. Um, <laughs> so I guess I cut out, but I said we're all in agreement, which is kind of dangerous. Ravens 23-17. I think their offense will still be a little ugly. I don't know. I, I picked for it. always you got the Titans. Moving on. Uh <laughs> Speaking of ugly, Carolina, the last winless team, has a tough test going to Miami where they are 13-and-a-half-point dogs. Is that the biggest spread this year so far? Uh, I think 13-and-a-half has happened once before. I think Miami had a a huge spread against um... – okay, just keep going because I can't, can't – uh... One of those guys, Miami for sure. They're gonna run up the points. Yeah. <laughs> I think Carolina is the yeah, no, no, no shot there. They don't really have the, they don't have the, the guns for this battle. They don't have the horses. <laughs> now I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go they have the cats. Miami. Yeah. Uh, you guys never heard that saying? Yeah, I have. Yeah, I just didn't expect you to pull that one out. <laughs> Like a field a little, com- <laughs> a little complex for you, Kyle. Well, you and your not, piano. Not a lot of pushback <laughs> here so far 
Again, four for four. I got Miami covering the spread too. I do think the Panthers offense can crack 20 with how bad that Dolphins defense has been this year so far. But uh, I guess we'll see there. Uh, Kind of an interesting matchup with this one. We got New Orleans headed to Houston where uh, the Saints are one and a half point favorites. So just barely edging it out. I've got Houston. Oh. I'm taking Houston as well. Oh. Taking the Saints. Yo, <laughs> me too. I think Dennis Allen could scheme up a defense against, you know, an experienced rookie QB, get some pressure on him with Cam Jordan. Yeah, I, 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 I think the uh, Texans are scrappy. I don't know. We'll see. I, I don't think the Saints, I don't know. We'll see how this game turns out. But I just I don't know I, if the Saints are good or not. I like the matchup here. You know, I, I don't just, think anyone does. I yeah, I don't think Houston's we'll good see. either. No, but I think, I think you can, both you can win it. this game. I got Saints 23-17. I agree with Kyle. I think Dennis Allen and the defense can give uh, C.J. Stroud and the offense some struggles to where Saints offense does just enough and continues to have some more life with the emergence or reemergence of Alvin Kamara. So it's me and Kyle if, against the world. If the Saints win, it would be like – It'd be like nine seven. Okay. Not everyone plays football like the Steelers. I can see a thirteen <laughs> game, but I don't know. All right. Well, next up we've got Washington going at Atlanta. Atlanta is a two and a half point favorite. The mid Washington. I'm taking Atlanta. Uh wait, where is it at again? Atlanta. Ridder Ritter has never lost a home game. I'm going Atlanta. In college or NFL, he's never lost a home that game. Is such a weird stat. It's Desmond Ritter. I don't care about it. So I'm, like, I'm, he's, you know, good luck. I'm going with Ritter at home. <laughs> Ritter at home. I'm with Drake here. Washington, I think they're going to have like a pride bounce back game after what they let the Bears do to them, specifically DJ Bears Moore. offense is picking it up, though. I agree, but I don't think the Falcons' offense is very good still. I think it's very mid. They can't uh, stop the run. The commanders can't stop the run, and that's what the say, Falcons like to do. The Falcons that's are going to – I think they're going to run all over them, and I don't think they're going to have any time to do anything. Um, I don't know. Are. Arthur Smith doesn't like to use his best guy. Like, even though Bajan <laughs> is clearly a beast, it's like he's just giving way too much run to to uh, Tyler Algier. He's like, good too, man. He's not good as him, but he's, he's, a special he's above guy. average. I think you gotta, you got to think – that they're don't want to use all the tread on the tires right now, you know. Right, exactly. They gotta they gotta take but this it is when those tires are the most valuable. Yeah, I'm a huge, huge Bijan fan. Uh shout out to Bijan. He's a he's a local Tucson guy, so we you know oh is gotta, he? Yeah, he is. So I thought you were in Greece. <laughs> contrary to popular belief. No, I, <laughs> I I love Bijan. I think he's I think he's gonna run all over the the um commanders they looked very very silly i would say the commanders looked silly in their game against chicago and i don't know herbert was getting all the yards he wanted that game until he got hurt fair Fair. until they stopped that hemorrhaging i don't i'm not gonna pick okay well another split decision i wonder i don't expect a split decision on this one but i wonder if anyone has the courage to pick the dogs here the colts without anthony richardson with gardner Minshew. shout out to jay with his favorite player there 
are going to Jacksonville, his former team, might you remember. And Jacksonville is four-and-a-half-point favorites, their first time with London Lawrence being back from across the pond. I've got the Colts. Oh. Yeah. Oh. I'm, I'm not super impressed by the Jaguars. I heard Me two either, points. and I think that me and Kyle said the Colts. Yeah. Okay. I, I said that the Colts' uh, run game is just going to – I think that's what's going to be the weak point for, for the Jags. Their defense has been scrappy this year too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Colts' defense has been tough. I agree. I think that's what gave me the biggest pause on this, but I think uh, I've got to stick with my – guns that I was talking about earlier that I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be better in these upcoming games. And I think this is going to be one of those where he establishes his, his dominance over the Indianapolis. He could still play good and lose out of that's that's true, but I I don't all of my go ahead. Oh, I was going to, I don't see the Colts putting up a ton of points in this one, but out of all of my picks, this is the one I want to be wrong, but We'll see. Well, I'm with Connor. I got the Jags. Now, I will say the Colts do make me nervous for the Jags because I do think Gardner Minshew is a very capable backup. I Revenge, I always, game. Revenge game. That's exactly. And, you know, Jacksonville's not a great home team. Like, it's not a home field advantage, really. So that doesn't mean anything to me. But better off the Colts have not won in Jacksonville since I want to say like 2016 something like outrageous like that no matter how bad Jacksonville's been in those times mind you having the number one pick two of those years so I think there's something there but again I'd still be nervous here I had the Jags 23-20 in an absolute grinder but I I can't fault you guys I like that score prediction I yeah, well, that's really threading the needle. I'm picking the Jags to win, but not to win by the spread. So, like, that's always dangerous. But I always make my score predictions before I look at the spread and then, you know, compare afterwards. This next game is my personal uh, – this is my favorite game of the weekend, and that's going to be Seattle going to Cincinnati. Cincinnati coming off their W is two-and-a-half-point favorites at home. Bengals. I think they're going to just keep this momentum going. I like them. Their defense looked like they improved. Even though they're only playing the Cardinals, their defense looked improved last week. Pass game still good. Joe Mixon got going a little bit. I think they're going to carry this momentum into this next week. I like Seattle. I'm going to take Seattle in this one. I want to pick the Bengals, but I think that in this situation i think i don't know it's seattle just it seems like they show up um just right when everybody's ready to count them out again um and i don't know i think that's it's not a great matchup for cincinnati especially coming off that game so i don't know we'll see we'll see but i'm gonna take i'm gonna stick with my guns and take seattle i'm taking the seahawks dude i got seattle (laughs) i agree Uh, seattle you're alone because Jamar Chase is not going to outrun that secondary and be wide open like he was against the Cardinals. So yeah. while I defended Joe Burrow last week, I defended the Bengals last week. I think Seattle is similar level team, 
but they're coming off a bye, and I expect them That's to true. be Scandal. even more prepared too. So Kyle Lone Wolf there. We'll see how that lives out. But now I'm not ready to crown Cincinnati yet. We'll see. Not after beating a team we all were anticipating to be a one to two win team. So fair. We got a battle. What Kyle? So they still only do have one win, the team they Correct. beat. Could end up a one win team still. Correct. Very true. Very true. Next up, we got a battle in the NFC North. We've got the Vikings at the Bears. The Vikings are two-and-a-half-point favorites. So this is in Soldier Field. Kyle, as our resident Bears fan, you may kick us off. This is the first time I'm picking the Bears to win this year. No Jefferson. Uh, their, their defense is awful, the Vikings' defense. If Justin Fields can keep the momentum he's had these last two game, two last games going. I think we could win, not comfortably, probably be a close game because our defense isn't great. They have a good offense, but, you know, without Jefferson, I think that'll slow them down a bit. Their number one target will be, you know, probably Jordan Addison or Hawkinson. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to take the Bears. First time I'm picking them all year. I'm taking the Bears, too. Uh, this one was probably the toughest one for me, just because I really don't, I really don't know this. Uh, this game is kind of a mystery to me. Um, but They're both awful. <laughs> I'm gonna lean towards Minnesota just because I think they have a little bit more juice than Chicago. More juice. I mean, they have, but they've still got plenty of talent on that offense. No, uh great. They've got. No, uh <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't I don't like it any more than you do, but I'm uh, we got two turds. Seems like you do here, you know. I, I I don't know. You're forcing me to pick a winner, and I'm going to pick the 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 shinier of the two turds, Kyle. Wow, um, I'm on the Bears side here. I agree. I barely though. I toss up. Genuinely a coin flip. I got Bears 24-23. Uh, I do think the Vikings wow. struggle. Yeah, I think they'll struggle without. Jefferson. How do you see the game ending here? Game-winning um, field goal? Uh, no, I see the Vikings driving and then throwing a game-losing pick or fumble. That's been okay. kind of their mo this year so far. So yeah, they have eight Connor, fumbles fumble. for the, through like the first five weeks. Fumbles lost. Eight yeah, fumbles it's crazy. lost. It's crazy. So another brutal L for them. Uh, this next game is actually one of my. This was up there too, and me talking about favorite game, kind of low key. Uh, it, maybe you guys think this will be a total blowout, but. We got San Fran going to Cleveland. I find this an interesting matchup just from a defense and edge rushing standpoint, but doesn't I've got a lot of shaking heads right now, so maybe I'm wrong. PJ yeah, Walker's terrible. probably gonna start this week, dude. That would be still hurt. Terrible take. It's the Even if Sean Watson did play. Yeah. Uh, I think in a, if with a healthy uh, Browns team, this maybe is more Yeah, if Nick Chubb yeah, played. Yeah, Chubb you know, and Watson. But... Yeah. I could see, like, I see forward. Yeah, I see the thinking, you know, and that, like, okay, Cleveland, they might muck up the overconfident gears of the Niners, but I don't, I, I don't see it happening. Right. And they've got, you know, Miles Garrett versus Trent Williams is going to be, that's going to be awesome to watch. But 49ers still got this game. No, my boots aren't shaking at all. 
<laughs> I don't think they should be nervous about losing, but I do think that the Browns defense can make this kind of a, a grind out game. Like not like it comes down to the wire. That's not what I'm saying. If anything, I think they'll just be up seven throughout the game. Uh, so the score that came to me was when operating under the assumption that Watson would play, but either way they cover, I had Niners 24, 17 to where their pass rush actually does slow down the, the Niners to some degree, but if the offense, even with Watson, would be bad enough to where they were always in a losing battle. So if it's not Deshaun Watson, it's probably 24-10. But either way, got we all got the Niners. I'm just the only one who thinks it could be a little bit more of a grind out. I mean, I don't think it's gonna be a blowout. Yeah, I, mean, we'll I just don't I just don't think it'll be, you know. I'm not worried against any defense against the Niners the rest of the year after what they did to the Cowboys. So it's a fair take. Yeah. It's a very fair take. Well, next up, we've got the Mac Jones revenge game. Last year, he got stiff armed into college by Chandler Jones, who's no longer playing. But uh, we've got the Patriots headed to Vegas for a uh, another turd bowl. I've got Vegas. I've got yeah. I'm taking the Raiders. Just stinky, so stinky out of New England. Like, yeah, can... they have a kind of a pulse right now, and uh, I'm not sure anyone the Patriots is even alive. They could be a ghost <laughs> team. You know, we just don't know it. Um, um, like those ghost pirates in the Pirates of the Caribbean. You know, the ghost pirates. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> first the black girl. Yes, Kyle, <laughs> the ghost pirates. Wow. Okay. Well, I'm the lone wolf here. I got Patriots 20 to 9. Honestly, I don't have much from an analysis standpoint to say that why they're going to win here besides the fact that – It's just that they have Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick versus Josh McDaniels specifically. How did they go last year, dweeb? They should have they, – they blew it. You know, They should have been going to OT, and it was a, it was a toss-up. So you can't even make that point. And I think that the Raiders are worse now than they were from a talent standpoint. The Patriots. Oh, the for Saints sure. So, Who's the it's Saints still coach? Dennis Allen. That's different, though. That's defensive coach versus defensive coach. I mean this specifically from a standpoint of Belichick and McDaniels are very familiar with each other. And in this case, I'm going to take Belichick in that instance. 20 to 19 is what I got here. So not like I'm calling for a barn burner. A lot of one-point games are coming up for teams. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of one-point games that, that are going to happen this week, Joe. <laughs> there's some tough games to pick here. Uh, but next up here is another one that I kind of uh, maybe not struggled with but did think about for some time, and that's Detroit heading to Tampa. And Detroit is a even, a flat three-point favorite here. This one actually was very tough for me. I've got Detroit. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm confident in the defense. Uh, of the <laughs> we know, we all know what the offense is capable of, but that defense has been showing up uh, recently. And I don't know, the Buccaneers. They're uh, they're sneaky they're, good. They are yeah. sneaky good. They're coming off a bye, correct? Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. So, like I said last week, this but, is Baker Mayfield's comeback year. This is Geno Smith year. Taking them. No. <laughs> I'm taking the Buccaneers. Go the Detroit traveling down to the Florida Heat. Never good for the northern teams. Especially a dome team. 
Were they playing perfect uh, weather every home game, you know? Because they're soft. Yeah. Well, and they have, you know, and the uh, Buccaneers offense hasn't been terrible this year. It's actually been, yeah. you know, slightly above average, I'm pretty sure. Like, you know, all their stats. So I'm going uh, Buccaneers. I think they have the much better defense. I was wow. going to say, you know, the Buccaneers defense is pretty good. Yeah. You to talk I, yourself. Well, I left this one blank, and I was going to make the decision on the fly. So now um, he's going to say, "Oh, I wrote down blank," which means I wasn't you, wrong. You kind of, you kind of bullied me into saying Detroit because you're like, "Well, you're going to take them," so I just made a decision to say no. Um, Come on, Joe, I'm going to, I'm going to stand by Detroit though. But um, ah, damn, I don't know. Ah. <laughs> uh, I, it was a tough one. I, I got Detroit, too. but it was I think this is going to be the best game of the week. That's fair. Could be, yeah. I, I'm going mean, gonna, gonna to write down Detroit. Here it All goes. Right, I took it. I took Detroit. Detroit. Okay. Well, final stretch of games here. Battle in the West with uh, Connors Cardinals going to the Rams. Who's house? Don't, <laughs> don't you show me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Rams seven-point favorites. Connor's wearing his Josh Dobbs jersey uh, right now. You stop that. Do you stop this? Steelers? Steelers? No, I, I – Wait, you're I, not a Duran. He's a Cardinals fan. not a fan. Cardinals fan? Stop, stop this slander. I mean, you both <laughs> Dude, know – You had that. a Larry Fitzgerald fathead Fox. in your room growing up. I That's saw it all the time. That's not even true. I had a Brandon Jennings fathead in my room growing up. Kyle. Kyle's always um, throwing out lies. So <laughs> – Okay. The pain. I thought that just since you live in Arizona, you're automatically like a Cardinals fan because that's you know. No, actually, people in Arizona like don't care about the Cardinals really. Like most people, <laughs> at least where I live here, most people are either Raiders fans or Cowboys fans because the but Cardinals the didn't like leave. the big team down there. Is that like the Suns, some... Yeah, but the Cardinals didn't get here until like the '80s, and most you know, so football fans, the Raider fans here, or Cowboy fans, or sometimes Rams fans, but because that's who. They cheered for before the Cardinals moved over here from uh, St. Louis. Aren't a lot of the old people like Bears, Packers fans too? Well, you have a lot of transplants here. That's why, yeah. you know, the city, when those games are played, you have more Packer fans than Cardinals fans or more Packer fans than Raider fans at the game, you know. Same yeah. Kind of thing. But yeah. So you got the Cardinals? You got the Rams. <laughs> <laughs> the Cardinals. Yeah, Rams got the Rams too. Yeah. Thanks for the Cardinals history lesson. Yeah, there you go. I mean, the Cardinals seem more concerned with playing well than winning, which I think is probably <laughs> what they should be doing right now, anyway. But um, Gannon seems like a pretty decent coach. I thought he was yeah, just going to be I a mean, big dweeb after all his preseason videos, his inspirational speeches. Yeah, yeah. So. when they took the bus to the. Who took the bus here? <laughs> I still don't Who know what that means. Like, what, pro, to that? what pro athletes taking the bus? <laughs> it's metaphorical. Metaphorical. Well, Eberflus is taking the tank, according to you, Kyle. We're turning it around. But, yeah, let's uh, not get off topic. So, Connor's got the Rams. I've got the Rams. Yeah, I think we all just picked the Rams. Yeah. yeah. Rams. Yeah. I do think it'll be kind of a you know, not a good game, but, like, not a terrible game. Like, they're not just going to get their doors blown off. Because I think Connor made a good point, while silly, is that they're more concerned with playing well than winning. I, they are silent tanking. Like Gannon's doing a good job. The players are playing hard. They just don't got players. You know, I think like it's called losing, Joe. No, that's no. just not how that goes. They're losing well. You know, they're losing. Yes, well. they are. But they're losing well. 
I think especially when they beat the Cowboys, that as a, a management standpoint, they got a little concerned. They're like, man, we're going to play ourselves into a very mid pick. So you do things like cutting the holder of the team to where the following week the punter goes into hold and faces the laces the wrong way and you miss a kick. Like that is how you tank in the NFL is you make small decisions that don't look like you're tanking, but you're helping push the odds against yourself. Just a quick card for anyone who cares. for Caleb. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we've got a battle of green here with the Eagles going at the Jets. Another flat odds here, at least when I wrote them down. Is this a Sunday Eagles night game? Seven. I, no, the Bills are Sunday This night. is not Sunday night, I don't believe. No, I thought it was because the Jets had so many you know, in a row with Zach Wilson. They, they do this to us every year. Last year is the Broncos. Now we're forced to watch Jets games on prime time. It's the Eagles. They're just the you know much superior yeah. team all yeah. around. It's no big matter big. what position group you look at, Eagles have the advantage, except maybe the secondary, but still even then it's the Eagles. And we might as well just skip the Sunday night game because yeah, I didn't even I didn't even look at that one when I asked my <laughs> question about the All right, so no game. one's taking the Giants. Yeah. <laughs> no. All right, no. shout out Bills. Uh, so Connor already. Kyle, what do you mean? Wait, night. I didn't wait. know what the game was. <laughs> oh, okay. This one Bills Giants. Okay. All right. Right before we hit the two-hour mark, last game, Connor kind of tipped his hand a little bit earlier, but we've got Dallas at the Chargers. And let me get the spread real quick. Dallas by two and a half. I got the Chargers. I got the Chargers. Bolt up. Whoa. Wow. You guys know Bolt up. Bolt up. Bolt up. You guys seen him? Bolt up. Who? Boltman. Okay. Oh, my Um, God. God. So you guys all had Chargers, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm a lone wolf with the Cowboys, I guess. Cowboys. Cowboys by three. I think this is just a trap game for them, I think. They're going to be, you know, I think it's just a bad matchup for the Cowboys. You know, the Chargers are one of those teams that we can really put up points. I am under the impression that Eckler is going to play, though. Yeah, I think he is. Um, if he doesn't, then he doesn't. I'd take Dallas. Too bad. You make the picks right now. I'm sticking with it. But. One second. One second. I've got I've got the Chargers. Oh, no. Where's Boltman? All right, <laughs> No, I want you guys well, to see you this. Must get removed from the stream. <laughs> oh, I downloaded in the wrong format. Oh, oh no. Okay. Well, sorry, Kyle. Maybe next time. But that's a wrap on episode 41. Another uh, two-hour stretch here. Appreciate you guys for joining us in. Kyle and Connor, our first time as the almost full O-line. Hey. Kaiser's gang. Kaiser's gang, sometime soon, hopefully. Come on. Guys are also Joe a while ago, and uh, we got bombarded by extra people that came with. Yeah, I wonder who invited them. Um, Good thing uh, me and Connor live so far away from everybody else. Yeah, Connor's in Greece. Yeah. Drake's (laughs) in. uh, Guys, check your your, uh, show encounter. Check your phone. No, I'm not going to check it, Kyle. Sorry. Uh, But. That is a wrap. Here, Kyle may or may not be. I can't see it. You're blurred out. All I see so is your funny that he can. I see him? That's Boltman. Oh, my God. That's nobody. That's not a guy. That's Boltman. <laughs> <All right. laughs>
Goodbye, Kyle. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> I don't think he's happy about that. I'll join him right back in for the final send off here. But next week will be our NBA preview and kickoff week. So that will be a special episode. More details to come. That's a wrap for today. Thanks for joining in. Episode 41. Check us out on YouTube, Spotify, and Instagram for all of our fun content. And until next week. Mad talk.